yeah. basically a family. We can just say that. Why not? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. I'd like you both to pick a song from Wish. One song each, and I'll decide which one I think is crowned as the absolute best song from Wish. We've not got to that bit. Let's just rewind. Welcome to Stream It. This is the film and TV podcast full of things for you to watch. My name's Carl. Hello. And this week's episode, I got chatting to the geniuses behind the new Disney movie, Wish, Fawn and Chris. They told me all about making the fantastic 100th anniversary movie and all the secret things to spot in the film. Yeah, there's some Easter eggs. Plus, I have three underrated Disney movies for you to watch that you may have missed so far. Far. So here's my speedy rundown of what's coming up. Yep, the incredible producers, Fawn and Chris. I got chatting to them about the new film Wish. I also have three highly underrated Disney movies for you that I think need to be watched if you definitely loved Wish. And of course, Pete from Mega Maggie's here to give us some gaming expertise for us as well. Right, let's get going. So grab that popcorn of yours, get yourself nice and comfy. This is Fun Good Stream It. So, have you been looking forward to the Disney movie Wish? Three, two, one. Asha! I'm here! I'm here! Whew, just uh, one second. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> Once upon a time stood Rosas, a most magical kingdom, founded by a king with the power to grant wishes. You are their handsomest, most beloved king. You're right. I am a handsome king. The wishes of Rosas. Whoa. People give their wishes to me, and I grant the wishes I am sure are good for Rosas. Some of these will never be granted. Not some. Most. They deserve more than... I decide what everyone deserves. So yeah, I was lucky enough to go to the UK premiere. Yeah, a UK Disney premiere. My dream to watch the movie before it was released on the 22nd of November. And I also caught up with Fawn and Chris, the producers behind the awesome movie, to ask them all about it. Chris, Fawn, how are you? Very good. Good. Uh, Well, we're going to start by saying that, uh, well, I'm one of the biggest fans of Disney, so I'm going to go straight in with that. And I'm a massive, massive fan of Wish. I've seen the film. Very, very great. Uh, I wanted to start, obviously, it's 100 years of Disney. Um, and there's a massive hysteria around the fact that it is 100 years of Disney. For you, Fawn, how did you get to kind of the conclusion that this was going to be the way to do the film to mark 100 years? I grew up with Disney films, and what I love about those films is that it's full of story of hope and, and you know, the courage of a character who want to pursue, you know, strongly what they want. They know what they want, and they're not afraid to go after it. And that had inspired me to want to work in animation and took a lot of inspiration from those. So for the movie that celebrate 100 years of Disney, to talk about how important a person's wish is, what makes you who you are, what drives you, I think it's the perfect way to go. And for you, Chris, did you find that was kind of the same? Because I feel like wish just sums up Disney. <laughs> like, if you think of a word that just sums up Disney, it's either magical or just wishing, hoping, just dreaming, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you sort of the genesis of it was knowing we were going to do this film, uh, celebrating 100th anniversary, and knowing it was going to be an original story, original characters, original music. We all wanted that, but we didn't have the concept yet. And so we, what we did is we pinned up a frame from each one of our features onto one bulletin board, tried to get some inspiration from that, and what was great about it is we started to see a common thread, and that was characters pushing on stars. Yeah, I love that concept as well, of the characters wishing on stars. You kind of, when you're watching it as well, like you think about the wishes that you've had 
So like when I was watching it, I was like, what have I wished about? Like, what is the stuff that I've kind of put into the universe or manifested and hoped would actually come true? So you connect with the characters so much. Obviously, we bring back so many amazing things, don't we, within Disney? That decision of what to bring back and how to bring it back must be really, really hard. Like, how did you go about deciding what characters to bring back and what kind of little Easter eggs to kind of plant? How did, how did you make that decision for them? We put a lot of energy into creating an original fairy tale that can stand on its own, right? We never want the audience to feel like, oh, they have to watch all the films in order to watch this movie. Once that original story is in a really great place, we put it in production, and we realize so many artists come up to us and say, oh, this is a perfect story, a scenario, a scene, to put a character to hide or not. And it's all coming from the love of Disney films that we all grow up, you know, who are good characters and story. And for us, it's a really nice way to, to make a collective love letter to all the artists that came before us. Yeah, it's a really nice way of putting actually a love letter. I, I really feel that as well when I think about how I felt when I was watching it. For you, Chris, as well, like, how did you go about that? Like, thinking what characters to put in? Because I was with a friend of mine watching it. I got to bring him along, so it was very, very exciting. We're sitting there and we're like, oh my God, he's out he's a little Easter egg there. I'm sure I've seen that rug before. That character, I know that I've seen a film with that. Was that what you wanted from people to almost it feel obvious, but they're also looking and they're kind of trying to find little bits within yeah, the film? I mean, absolutely. Part of the, the fun of celebrating Disney 100, right? It just has that. My favorite, and it almost didn't make it, and I can't say what it is, but I want your viewers to all, I'll tell you where it is. Okay. At the very end of the movie, it's after the credits roll, and hopefully you stayed, or if you didn't stay, you're gonna have to go back. Is after the credits roll, there's one last nod for our legacy that to me is that's my favorite. I didn't really need an excuse to go back, but, you know, I was going to go back anyway, but we can use that as the excuse. Uh, so, yeah, film great, visuals great, everything absolutely fantastic. And I think that for me, when it comes to Disney films, the music is always really special. And in a way for me over the last few years, the music's been sometimes more special than watching the film. I love the music so much. I connect with it so much more. This, for me, it was both. And the songs, wow, absolutely incredible. I mean, I... I'm just going to say it, it could be maybe my favourite set of songs of any Disney film, and I'm just saying that. Yeah, I really, really like, they're almost like top 10 songs that you hear in there, like they're amazing songs. How did you sort of go about discovering what type of music to put in there and how to write that and make that kind of fit in the story? Yeah, we love Julia Michaels as an artist, right? And when we met her, she was also a huge Disney fan. We thought, oh, she really understands the classic sounds of Disney, but also with her talent and her collaboration with Benjamin Rice, they bring in this contemporary tunes. The combination of that created this unique experience. And, um, and we dive into the story together. So it was never like story plot now we're going to sing and story continues on every song. All the lyrics advance, the pushes, the characters, story forward. Wow, and for you, Chris, as well, like when it comes, I'm just so intrigued by this because being such a massive fan of Disney, having two people in front of me that have created such a wonderful film, I've always been so intrigued how that music plays such a big part and how you make those decisions because it always works. It always seems to work. You never sit there and you're like, ah, oh, that wasn't. And with Wish, it's a perfect example of just the songs work so much. Yeah, it's just yeah. incredible how you get to those decisions. Well, you want, you want a nice uh, variation of songs. So we look at like the whole movie and we spot songs and, you know, some of the other ballad. Okay, where's our fun song? Our fun uh, 
uh, villain song, uh, you know, action, you know, let's, let's go do it kind of song. Um, so you, you want that wide range and you spot it, you spot it with the, the songwriters, but then, then you make sure that the songs, you, you, one of the trick of musicals is to, what we call sort of the, um, the on-ramp or the runway to the song. You want to make sure that it feels pretty seamless so that you have a little bit of dialogue that sort of teases out the song. You might have a little a few chords that start to happen. Slowly get into the full, full body of the song. That's one of the, the tricks we try to do is it makes it feel seamless. All the songs feel seamless throughout the whole movie. Wow, I can, yeah, I can see this as well becoming a situation with a film where people are singing the songs an awful lot. I can already, we're already playing them on air on Fun Kids as well. We're playing all of the songs and the feedback from the listeners has been absolutely fantastic. We've got a really little fun uh, song game in a moment I just want to finish off with. But before we get into that, I just wanted to ask you one final question. We talk to so many kids across the UK that listen to us at Fun Kids about, you know, their dreams and Sometimes when you feel overwhelmed about trying to achieve your dreams and do all those things, it's okay, keep going. For you, I feel like creating Wish to mark the 100th anniversary of Disney is quite an overwhelming feeling. Any advice if ever like those moments happen for kids where they're like, I'm not too sure how to approach this, how you look at something and go, it's gonna be okay. I guess just go in and be yourself, right? Yeah, I think for us, it's a story of Asha and Star, that relationship, Star comes down and push Asha out of her comfort zone to at least try, right? And when your things are hard, Sarah is there to remind you there's a possibility and this positive attitude you must have to keep going. And just like Asha, keep trying and keep having fun with this journey. And, and at the end of the day, you know, one good thing can happen when, when your courage can connect with us. Yeah, I really like the way that you mentioned Asha there as well because I kind of feel like she defines that keep going, never give up. Yeah. Now that moment where she's on the boat and it's like, I don't want to give too much away, but she goes, it's like, she's going to go back, she's going to absolutely do it. Did you find that as well, Chris? Like, you know, when you was making that film, it's just, wow, what a moment. I just need to really go into this, you know, with full creativity, full passion and just kind of see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. I will, I will go back to one thing though, because I think speaking to the, the listeners, the kids in the audience, what I would love for them to do, and this is what happens in the movie, uh, birthday parties, right? Yeah. Where they carry candles, you blow out candles, and you make a wish. And you're told that don't tell anybody your wish, keep it secret. We're saying the opposite of what we're saying. Like Asha, she makes a wish. She sings it out loud, and she gets help. And we're saying that if you say your wish out loud or you sing it out loud, you know, someone will hear you, someone will help you, someone will guide you or help you along the way to achieve that wish. Wow, yeah, that's a great message. I can absolutely feel that as well. Yeah, friends around you, family around you, share your wishes. And sometimes, you know, it's good to share them wishes. What is it you want to achieve? Okay, so let's finish with something fun. So on Fun Kids, you got, this is, I'm, I'm intrigued as to how this is going to go, but on Fun Kids, on The Breakfast Show, we have something called the Family Song Battle, where we basically ask a family to come on and each person from the family picks a song and they bat battle it out to basically get crowned as victorious. Right, so we're basically a family. We can just say that. Why not? I'd like you both to pick a song from Wish. One song each, and I'll decide which one I think is crowned as the absolute best song from Wish. Because I've got my face, so I'm intrigued to see if you're going to pick it. So you can pick a song each. Okay. 
And this will be like what we do on Fun Kids, family song battle. Just one song each that you that you loved from Wish. There was one song that stood out and it's like the song. I would say knowing what I know now. Okay, knowing what I know now. Who do you who do you think's one? What one do you think I love the most? Because it is there, it is one of those. It's one of those? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Hmm. Is it the Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, it's so good. Every time I play it on the radio, I pause. I've had my producer come in, like, just keep it down, stop singing. Make sure that mic isn't up. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, just walking around. Chris, Fawn, thank you so much, honestly, and just thank you for the film. Thank you. Can't say thank you enough. It's fantastic and magical. And you've been great. Thank you. The world. Thank you. Yeah. I was so, so cool to meet them. Like geniuses behind such a great Disney film. It was so good to chat. What an awesome movie. Go check it out in cinemas now if you haven't seen it. So... As you may know, I'm a massive Disney fan and I absolutely loved Wish. It was so, so magical. It had all the Disney magic. It was just a massive, massive smile on my face throughout the whole thing. It was just brilliant. So it got me thinking about some more maybe underrated Disney movies that I know you definitely enjoy. Here are my top three for you. So my first pick is The Sword in the Stone. I'd give anything to go riding about on a great white charger, slaying dragons. Oh, Merlin, you're back from Burp, Burp, Burp. This classic Disney tale is based on the legend of King Arthur and how he was the only person to be able to pull the sword from the stone, meaning he could be king. It was actually made in the 1960s, but it is so, so good. A real classic. A great, great Disney classic, and I think you should watch it today. Number two is Anastasia. Although the Tsar did not survive, one daughter may be still alive. The Princess Anastasia! Anastasia, alive? Ain't that the kick in the head? I guess a curse just ain't what it used to be, huh, sir? So this movie is really great. It's all about history, Russian history. The evil wizard Rasputin puts a hex on the royal Romanovs and young Anastasia disappears when their palace is overrun. Years later, the Grand Duchess offers a reward for Anastasia's return. Who knows if they will find Anastasia again? Well, you need to find out. This movie is beautiful, scary and action-packed. Yeah, it does it all. Plus, there is tons of snow. So perfect for Christmas time. It's a must-watch. And finally, in at three, is The Emperor's New Groove. Ha! Boom, baby! You threw off my groove. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off The Emperor's Groove. Sorry! By the way, you're fired. I'll take over and rule the Empire. I'll just poison him with this. Uh. Hey, Kronk, can you top me off, pal? Be a friend? (laughs) A llama? He's supposed to be dead! Yeah, weird. So an Egyptian emperor turns into a llama. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, an Egyptian emperor turns into a llama. That's all you need to know. Crazy adventures happen, obviously. You have to watch this one. I mean, come on. An Egyptian emperor turning into a llama. What more do you need? It's hilarious. You can watch all these movies, every single one, on Disney Plus now. 
Right then, okay, you wouldn't be streaming it without my good mate Pete. He's given us some gaming expertise. Now, my good friend Pete at Megamag, he basically comes on, talks about TV, films, gaming, and just tells us loads of stuff that we defo, defo, and defo need to know about. And yeah, gaming expertise today. And I think he's got something rather exciting for us this week. Hey, Pete. How's it going, Connor? It's going, going, going good, I have to say. And I'm really, really excited because I have been told by a, uh, a little a little secret person that tells me what's coming up that we're talking about Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom tonight. That's right. It is the biggest game of the year by far. One of my favorite games of all time has got a sequel, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Here we are. Right, so this is out on Nintendo Switch, and if you're a fan of Nintendo Switch games like myself, I love Nintendo Switch, I'm sure you've probably already played the first Zelda. That was a big one, wasn't it? That was probably, like, my favourite game ever. It was one of the biggest games on Nintendo Switch, and it sort of got me back into gaming. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think so too, and also, I know that it was so popular amongst so many ages. That's the thing with Zelda. You can play it when you're, like, super young. Your nan can go and play it, and she'll probably love it as well, right? 100%. 100%. It's, it's real easy to learn, but it's also massive. So if you want to try one of the harder sections out, you can go there. If you just want to learn the basics and stick to, you know, fighting the basic baddies, you can do that too. It's whatever you want. You make of it whatever you want. You sure do. You almost never get bored. Now, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, is it a follow-on from the first Zelda or is this kind of like a new game in its own right? So it's a follow-on. Anyone who played the first one knows that the map was absolutely massive. Well, now it's even bigger because they've created... A kingdom in the sky above that map so you can explore up high or down low whatever you want oh i like it so it's a little bit different from what we can expect from the first nintendo switch zelda game correct yeah this one you know you're sort of island hopping in the sky through the clouds exploring these little islands finding the treasure they've got there but if you want to go down to the main map see the things that you could see in the first game you can still do that too Pete, if you was uh, able, I wanted to ask you this, if you was able to be a character in a game, right, you was actually living in the game as the character, would you be the same as me and definitely want to be Zelda? Uh, it's a tough one because I love Pokemon too. I love Pokemon. Yeah. So, you know, running around the Pokemon universe is one thing, but when I play Breath of the Wild, I think I'd rather live there. It's yeah. insane. If you look, out your, you look out your window at breakfast, there's an awesome dragon flying past can't argue with that i know you see i always have the debate of because uh, i talk about this loads obviously what nintendo switch character would you be what game character would you be and i'm always torn between super mario being mario i love mario or zelda but i think zelda's just rocking a better outfit so maybe zelda yeah i mean glowing sword as well you can't argue it's great He's got all the bits. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That is out for you right now, by the way. So while you're listening to this, you can go and grab it. You can go and ask mum and dad for it. Go and get it. Put it on your Christmas list. Put it on your birthday list. It's going to be a good one. That is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom available on Nintendo Switch, correct? Correct. Pete, thank you. We'll catch up again next week. Anytime, Con. Thanks so much, Pete. And that's it. If you enjoyed the episode, please do give us a follow so you don't miss future episodes. Loads of fun stream it content on the way over Christmas as well. And rate the podcast five stars too. We're always looking, by the way, for reviewers to come on the show and tell us their favourite films. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear why you love them as well. Yeah, you could be a reviewer. It could actually be you. If you'd like to get involved with episodes in the future, you can. Head over to funkidslive.com forward slash stream it and send me a message telling me about your favorite movie and you never know you could be on stream it sometime soon be great to have you on funkidslive.com forward slash stream it and for now see you soon bye